Welcome to season three of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Brett. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, you know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed, and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at craftbeerconnoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Dwayne. 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 Dwayne Gretzky. Oh. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> just, just Dwayne. Just okay, Dwayne. Okay, Dwayne. Just Dwayne. <laughs> no last name for Dwayne. Uh, so in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Block 3 Brewing Company out of St. Jacob's, Ontario. Yeah, we're going to be having two beers, much like we always do. The first is the King Street Saison, and the second is, well, normally we would say King Street Saison and tell you what kind of beer it is, but I think... It's pretty obvious, it right? Not, right? It's Saison from King Street. Oh, there yeah. you go. perhaps. Yeah, possibly. And the second is Danger Zone, which is an Imperial Farmhouse IPA. Yes, and to end the episode, we're going to discuss our favorite athletes, both past and present. Block 3 is located at 1430 Unit 2, King Street North. That's oh, where the King Street Saison comes from. Oh, yeah. now I get it. Okay. <laughs> in the village of St. Jacob's. And it's actually like labeled as the village of St. Jacob's. As it should. Yep. The Block 3 name comes from the name of the land bought in the year 1798 by settler William Wallace. Hmm. The brewery or as I call them, WW. <laughs> w squared, yes. <laughs> the brewery officially opened its doors on Labor Day in 2013. We're out of product 48 hours later. Wow. Well, Must be good. That, that would have upset WW. <laughs> yeah, so and fun fact, they actually originally wanted to name it Jakobstedl, which is the original name for St. Jacob's, but it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue like Block 3 does. I actually think you rolled that off the tongue. Yeah, like you did it pretty well. <laughs> We're well, just surprised to all of I don't know. It sounds like a pretty good name to me. Uh, yeah. I think so. Block 3 is good, too, though. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, so Block 3 actually started from an idea of sampling a few beers at a monthly beer club session. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but And then during conversations at the session, the uh, owners, are these the owners? Yes. Yes. Uh, Graham. <laughs> Blue Fund has started up the brewery. Yes. Okay. Uh, that, okay. Owners, founders. Yes. Uh, Gr- Graham Spence, Derek Labert, uh, Phil Hipkiss, and Brian uh, Maher had talked about food and proper glassware. You love to see that. Um, styles of beer. And then, of course, they had an idea about opening a brewery themselves. It looks like they could have went both ways. You know, brewery or podcast at that point. <laughs> this that's, technically, that's true. This technically is a beer club session. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So eventually, yeah. you know, thing. I just, feel as though in a couple of years down the road, we're just going to probably open Did that. Did we make a mistake and we went podcast over brewery? Well, I think the thing the is, is we're, no. We're, we both should have been quick on it. No, I, I think we're, our, we're our a lot of beers. Our skills good. lend our, itself more to doing a podcast than opening a brewery. Yeah. Since if I paid none more of us attention brew. to chemistry in high school, maybe we would open a brewery by now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyways, before you know it, uh, the club session uh, turned into time to write business plans, create recipes, and of course, find a spot to open a brewery. Now, uh, unfortunately, uh, on a volunteer trip near Killarney, uh, Brian was killed in a car accident in 2017. Uh, but of course, the other uh, founding members of the brewery uh, have his memory uh, live on through the brewery today. Wow. All right. So Block 3's head brewer, Kevin Freer, uh, focuses on t- artisanal small batch beers that showcase the craftsmanship of the beer themselves that are both interesting and unique. And so hopefully we've kind of found... Um, that in the beers that we have today and the beers that we've had previously, we can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, a uh, uh, farmhouse IPA, right? You don't see that very often. Imperial, so that's pretty Imperial, farm- yeah. Imperial Farmhouse yeah. IPA. Yeah. yeah, Block 3 now is going to be celebrating their 10th anniversary later on this year. And through the last nine years, it has gone from a small two-tap system, um, which is, you know, hand-printing bottle labels and dates yeah. on each bottle, I think, yeah. right? Yep, that's exactly um, what they write it on. Yeah, uh, to... Two 10 barrel fermenters, four 20 barrel fermenters, <laughs> and a whole barrel aging program. It has grown. They've that, got, that's grown quite a bit. They've yeah. got 12 taps, two patios, 
and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> so this here is a must-stop for any person on a beer tour in the region of Waterloo, um, and not even in the region. I mean, you could be, you know, going past the region of Waterloo, just stop in, yeah, uh, to specifically to block three before you go to. It's other one of those things. Around. You go to the St. Jacob's Farmers Market, and then you're like, you know, after getting a bunch of puff pastries, you just stroll on to the village of St. Jacob's and roll down to block three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so in terms of Block 3, uh, it is a dog-friendly brewery, um, which I'm a big fan of, because I'm... Yeah, not- they knew that you can get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway, so uh, it's actually one of the few breweries that you actually have to walk down the steps in order to enter the tap room. Uh, when you enter the tap room, you know, there's lots of wood, as you'd expect, and the tap list is surrounded on the wall by the Mug Club members. Uh, mugs, and then obviously the, you know, picnic table seats and stools of views of the barrel, uh, the barrels and the brew house itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, myself, Chris, and producer Dwayne have uh, been there. Yes. Tyler has not. No. Uh, and actually, uh, myself and Dwayne did a little tour there back in uh, 2020. I think it was actually family day. Uh, Tyler was invited, but he didn't have enough WestJet points to get back from Asia in time to meet us. Yeah. Mm. So, terrible. Yeah, it was actually Asia or you guys. You see where the cards laid. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, I don't think you made a mistake in that decision. I still think you did. <laughs> Thank but, you. No. <laughs> it is so what much. it is. Yeah, and I was there just this past uh, this past October. It was uh, I was there for my anniversary. Yes. Yeah. How oh, nice. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yes. Just, I was I was there like. Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, you you did some research a couple weeks ago. Yeah, didn't so my you? wife was like, "Hey, we've been to see uh, Block Three in a while." I was like, huh, "Funny you should ask." <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't sound like a question, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So this this is uh, another thing that we should add is Block Three is a destination spot for those who are celebrating anniversaries. You know, I, they don't promote it enough, nearly enough. Yeah, there's actually a, uh, somebody just got engaged there a couple weeks ago too. Oh yeah, Come really? It wasn't me though. It wasn't oh, me, was but it? it was on their Instagram. Uh, cool. Yeah. Chris, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So um, they do have very unique uh, paddle boards. So they're curved. Like they, uh, obviously, no one can see me. What <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, no, this but, is good. Uh, we can see you. Yeah, you can see me. He's making a uh, curved gesture with his left arm. But like vertically curved. So it's like yeah. a hump kind of thing. Yes. Um, mm. And they have magnetic numbers that you attach to it. So you know which beer you're drinking, which I like when breweries number their beers and then you don't get the scribbles of like IPA on it and like you have right. trouble reading it. Well, it's um, only three letters. So I feel as though IPA should be easy to read versus like an actual name of something. Well, yes. I mean, have you seen some people's printing? <laughs> have you seen my printing? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that. I, I agree w- with you. Sometimes if it's done in yep. shock, yep. Yeah, and, and, and the beer will splash and then it might it wipe off, off or something like, like that. Yeah. I, 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 I get what you mean. Oh, I get it. Um, uh, unfortunately, though, when I was there, I think they were out of all the uh, curved paddle boards, and I just got a regular flat one. It was a little bit disappointing. You should have told them it was your anniversary. Well, Maybe. I mean, what are they going to do? Go take it from someone else? Or? Yeah, I think, oh, that, I, I think, I think so. that's good customer service. <laughs> <laughs> These people have been married, okay? They're married. <laughs> he needs this. They gonna They're serve, on their first date. They serve, don't need this. Survey everyone who's yeah. not married. Give yeah. me your curve paddle board. <laughs> this guy needs this. Trust me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. So there's 309 beers created according to Untapped, which we use frequently, as you all know. Yes. Um, including the Fickle Mr. Sour Series. <laughs> there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm going to let it go. Yeah, that's good. And many Belgian-style beers. Um, now, the overall average for the brewery is a 3.67 out of 5, and around 90,000 check-ins. Yes. That's, that's a lot. lot of check-ins. A lot of check-ins. Some from us. Yeah, including me. So uh, I'm actually uh, not the highest. The producer has the most check-ins from Block 3. Oh, Dwayne. But we'll get to him in a bit. Yeah. But my check-ins, I'm at 21, and my highest rated is The Loneliness, which was a, ru- a raspberry chocolate Russian Imperial Stout. Ooh. So think a higher version of like Viva La Stout from Sada City. Uh, I rated a 4.5. Nice. I have had seven. Uh, I rated two the highest uh, at four. Uh, first one was Fickle Mistress uh, Pina Colada. Uh, which, of course, is part of their sour. Um, that was, uh, m- my wife did say she thinks that's probably the best beer she's ever had. So, uh, interesting there. She's had two beers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's had a lot less than me, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, and the other one that I gave a four was, oh, and this one has coffee. Uh, that's what it's called. Uh, and it's a, it's a porter. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I have had the least with two, and my highest rated 
was noon on a weekday at 3.25, which was the pale ale. So I don't have uh, a whole breadth of uh, knowledge on their beers. So I'm looking forward to today. Yeah, you're going to get some more today. But, uh, and producer yeah. Dwayne, top of the list at uh, 23. Ooh. And his highest rated was the Fickle Mistress Strawberry Pineapple. Out of four. And Tyler, I was actually surprised that you've not only, you only had two beers. I thought you had more yeah. and more. No. You're going to have two more today. You I mean, obviously didn't bring back any for him. Yeah. Yeah, no. None not. of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's three, true. I, I didn't oh, do it either. All three, all three of you. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Which I know where I stand. It's, it's because of the Asia trip. I get it. Yeah. So block three has been, uh, was, has been voted uh, the Waterloo Region Records Reader's Choice for Best Brewery in the Waterloo Region. Jeez, you could have slowed oh. down going through that. I could have, but I didn't. <laughs> and uh, they do have live music every Friday night from 6 to 9, along with a selection of board games to play. So if anybody wants to play Monopoly at Block 3, we should probably go there at like 11, and we'll probably still be playing at the end of the day. They also have this game there. Um, I, I don't know if you saw people playing this when you guys were there, but it was like this... Um, like I don't know a washer on a string, and you string like to one side. No, okay. you throw it, and and there's a hook on the wall, and you try yeah. to get it on the hook. And yeah. people were struggling mightily to to do that. It was quite entertaining just to watch them do it. Yeah, it's it's seen some videos of it on TikTok. It's actually so yeah. it's, it's not like a tabletop game. No, you stand so there, up. There's and a, like there's a tabletop it. version yeah. of that. Oh yeah. They yeah. So you'd go head to head. And so it'd be a board in the middle and then oh, a hook okay. on that board and then each person on either side, kind of like battleship. Right, right, right. I get and you. And then once you have your battleship kind of set up is you swing that washer on either side to see who can hook it first. Yeah. yeah. And then battleship gets sank. <laughs> okay. So if you were in the mood for pizza, they offer direct service from those pizza guys, which is just down the street from block three, that allows you to get pizza directly to your table. You just got to put it into your server. They'll call those pizza guys and those pizza guys will... Bring it down the street and deliver it to you. Pretty cool. Awesome. Now, if pizza isn't your style, the Village Beer Garden, uh, which ha- does have some Block 3 ownership involved, uh, is also located just down the street and has all Block 3 beers, plus some German and uh, Belgian-inspired foods. And I think, Chris, you also went there. I did. That was where I had lunch on my anniversary. There you go. Was it good? It was really good. Yeah. And I think they only have a patio, so I don't believe they're open in the winter, um, but it was early October and we were eating on the patio in 20 degree weather. They actually do have a patio. They have... Um, no, I, I know. Yeah. But I'm saying in the wintertime they do because they were the first places to have those uh, big, oh, uh, igloo pods. Yeah. Yeah. They were one of those. Yeah. Because I don't think they have any indoor seating. Yeah, so, Brett yeah. followed your lead uh, earlier on with a hand gesture. So those, oh, okay. <laughs> those I was doing some curvature. Right. See that? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what he was doing there for a bit until he said pods because the hand gesture was very uh, precarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. Now, if you want some of their beers, they do uh, free delivery on orders over $50 to Kitchener, Waterloo, Guelph, and Woolwich Township. $10 flat rate uh, province-wide on anything over $100. Yes. And the hours at the brewery, Monday 11 to 5, Tuesday and Wednesday 11 to 6, Thursday 11 to 8, Friday 11 to 10, Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday, you're hurting back to 11 to 6. Wow. Interesting. All right. <laughs> well, you just need to figure out your time to go there next, right? Yeah, it's like okay. every day is a different uh, a different time. Uh, all right. So if you uh, want to grab some of their beers or find out more about them, of course, as always, we're going to link to their information. And speaking of beers, let's have the first one. Chris, and we're back. We are back. I did it. Anyway, thank you to Graham from Block 3 for sending us the beers that we're having on today's episode. The they, first... Oh, sorry. Whoa. Uh, yes, can, I know. Can we say In our thank you? I was a little premature. My yeah. bad. Hey, Graham, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Graham. And everyone at Block 3. But mainly Graham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, the first beer we're having today is the King Street Saison, which is listed, of course, as a Saison, but some might also refer to it as a Belgian-style blonde or Belgian-style farmhouse ale. It is 4.6% ABV and 16 IBUs. Yes, now this beer is described as light and refreshing, carrying notes of citrus, flowers, and bubblegum. Provides a spicy and hay-like malt flavor, balanced bitterness with a dry finish. So we'll look for that. We actually got, we're talking about this a couple episodes. Yes. Uh, maybe not actually on the episode. Maybe we were talking about it um, offline. We talked about it. About, the, you know, dry finishes and, and you know, actually mentioning that. So yeah. that mm-hmm. we can help our, our listeners out. Uh, the King Street Saison won gold at the inaugural Canada Beer Cup in 2022 in the Belgian-style blonde ale category. Nice. 
So it oh, should yeah, be well, good. Yeah, we'll give a okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's give one of them. Yes, right. Uh, so as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons and on Untapped at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Uh, this this King Street Saison is rated on Untapped three point five five out of five with over fifty six hundred check ins, and there are one hundred and four five out of fives. Very good. That's a lot of five out of fives. Yeah, that's a good Not number. Bad. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's glad grab. <laughs> let's gladly grab our glass and grab our cans, and let's open her up. Oh, I love that sound. <laughs> uh, you and Brett just gonna just you know swap, eh? Yeah, we'll, we'll just what you say you say what he. We'll says. just pretend to be each other. Ah, I know, so cute, right? Uh, so uh, we are drinking the saison out of a tulip glass. So of course, make sure to use your proper glassware. And when you go to drink it, your tulips. Um, so let's take a look at this here. We've got a nice yellow, very hay color. Uh, which would fall in line with that uh, kind of style, right? Yeah, nice and clear. Um, you can see right through it, basically. And the cool thing about the tulip glass is if you look at up, you see all the carbonation at the top and not the bottom. Wow. Yes, that would be the head that you're looking at. The result nice of the carbonation yeah. equals heads <laughs> at the top. Uh, speaking of head, it's a, a pretty nice head, a nice white head but it is dissipating uh relatively quickly yeah, I'd, I'd say, say so yeah and you'll see in our instagram picture when you do post it that uh there was a good good amount of head on the pour on this one which is is nice because then you can see you know uh what we were kind of looking at before it dissipated yes now on the nose strong strong smells i always th- these types of beers these very belgian style beers yeah, belgian all, style farmhouse styles always all, have that strong scent there's like, all there's always something on the nose so what yeah. are you guys picking up I mean, nothing, like, I don't know how to describe it specifically, but it definitely has the smell of a Saison. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's part of that, you know, the yeast that's coming through, really, um, that they use in, in it. Yeah, you're not really getting any, like, the, the fruit and anything. It's more so just no. the yeast and almost like that hay, if you will. Almost smells like yeah, Yeah, kind of like earthy a little yeah, bit, right? A little sure. earthy. Yeah. I, I'm kind of picking up the bubblegum aspect of it, which I... I think that might come through obviously and yeah. taste as well yeah um but yeah uh, like an earthy bu- bubble gum if you, if you will <laughs> except that you'd see willy wonka put out just to try oh there okay. you go yeah okay. well speaking of trying should we we shall yeah okay you guys want to get into it a little bit first? that was actually a good transition there once I actually yeah. Did it. <laughs> yeah you did that for once why don't you guys have a have a sippy poo poo <laughs> you're just picking up notes of everybody today yeah i know i i'm just i'm playing Everybody, I, I could just do this by myself. <laughs> I'd like to see that happen. Keep that attitude up. You might just be out on your own. All right. Well, uh, you guys have tasted it. So yeah. talk yes. about that and I'll take a sip. Uh, you're pretty typical seasonal, I think. Um, it definitely light. Um, I'm getting a little bit of that bubble gum, uh, but mostly getting that like earthiness from that yeast. Yeah, I'm picking up a lot of the dryness, which makes me want to go back for a little bit more to kind of yep. keep, keep the palate a little bit wet. Um, light in essence of like mouthfeel, but not in flavor. Yeah. Uh, oh like, yeah. There's, like, there's obviously going to be a lot of flavor that's pumped <laughs> through this. Um, yeah, I'd say you're kind of like prototypical, uh, Belgian style of beer on this. Um, yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty traditional. I would say I'm getting quite a bit of the bubble gum and it kind of like right. lingers, uh, in my mouth after, um, after the beer goes down. And of course this being their staple, this has obviously been through many rounds, right? So yeah. In terms of they've perfected this recipe to the point where, you know, as you said, you have a swallow and then, yes, it's got that dry finish, but it makes you want to have another swallow right away. Right. Yeah. I, I would also maybe look at this as being a little bit clean. Yes. Uh, I was just thinking mm-hmm. that. Oh, my goodness. Of course. Yeah. yeah you could do this on your own. <laughs> You're right, Chris. What are we here for? But yeah, no, I, I see this as a very clean uh, style, but um, maybe for the sake of just... We, we've had some pretty good input here. Go through the top five flavor profiles. Chris, why don't you do these ones? I think uh, Brett and I have done a fair amount recently. Yeah, I mean, I could do this by myself, right? So I'll just do yeah. that. No, go ahead. Brett and I will just keep drinking. Yeah. Uh, we, won't, so, we won't talk. Oh, you won't talk at all. Okay, I'll, I'll just uh, provide my input. Number one is light. Um, it is light. Uh, we did kind of talk about that. Um, not light in flavor, but light in, in kind of body. Yeah. You guys are just <laughs> staring right at me. <laughs> 
Number two is smooth. Uh, it is smooth. It goes down nice and smooth. I don't know if it's number two for me. Um, number three is fruity, which I'll be honest, I'm not getting a ton of fruit on this. Um, number four is bubblegum, which I would put much higher, probably number one or two. And number five is sweet. Uh, <laughs> it does have uh, a, li- a tinge of sweetness, so I might put it in there. What do you guys think? Yeah, so everybody playing at home. If you would rather option one, Chris say the top five flavor profiles by himself. <laughs> Moving forward, please text the following number. Standard text message rates do apply. <laughs> no, you did a good job with it. Oh, thank you. But I do think that everybody cares what we think as well. You know um, what? I, I could I, I'm nothing without you guys. Oh, so you well, know. that's oh, good. We said yeah. the same thing behind your backs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you did a pretty spot on job. And I think that's because yeah. it's it's pretty standard. Yeah, and yep. um, I do agree. If we add in a little bit of the floral, the earthy, which Dwayne's saying, obviously, and um, move clean in there. I know yep. it's not really the flavor profile, but um, yeah, the dryness on this one really actually is hitting because I just keep finding myself <laughs> taking a sip. And that's kind of I would put dry in terms of the top five. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I would maybe took out sweet in my end a little bit. Mm. Uh, I don't think sweet makes a top five for me, but you know. yeah, because it definitely makes you want to have another sip and another sip and another sip which is also a very good beer yeah it's a sign of a good good beer beer, yeah Yeah. sure uh so speaking of other people's thoughts on this uh using untapped tyler you have the first one yes so the first one is scott r the handle is scrappa uh that's with a ph uh (laughs) and uh on november 30th state the following aroma is very much like a saison uh sweet tart with citrus and hay flavor is a little sweet and a little tart a bit of bitterness, really nice season. I would definitely have again. And Scott was one of the 104, I believe it was, five out of fives. Wow. So I'm assuming he's going to have this one again. Five out of five. Definitely. He definitely would. <laughs> As stated by Sky. <laughs> so the next one comes from Matt B. Uh, Subliminal 64 is Matt's handle. On November 8th said... It pours filtered medium gold with a thin head and no lacing. Smells slightly floral. Taste is malty and sweet with more than decent hot follow through and finish. Really enjoyable, but not crushable. Oh, interesting. Uh, he gave it a 4.25 out of 5. Yeah, that is interesting. And maybe the crushable part is because it is a saison. I think yeah. It's a, a very, I don't know, it's one of those flavor profiles that maybe you would just get a bit tired of it. Yeah, I think it's. It might not be crushable. I, I probably agree with that, but right. it is one of those beers where we mentioned we're kind of wanting to go back for another sip. Yeah. So you kind of might be done before you realize it. Maybe we would say it's paceable. Yeah, yeah. Not that's cru- fair. Not, and not I don't think people right? are going out and having, you know, six King Street Saisons yeah, right and, back to back, right? And I feel like this style lends itself to like what you're kind of getting at, right? Is yeah. that you want to just enjoy it. It's Whereas, a sipper, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crushable. You, you kind of enjoy it in a, a quick spurt instead yes. of over over time. Um, I'm going to start our ratings off, um, and I'm going to give it a three point seven five. Okay. All right, I'm going to be a little bit lower. I'm going to give it a three point five. Uh, there's really nothing wrong with this beer. Like I think they nailed the style bang on. It's just not really. Um, like one of my favorite styles. Yeah, I agree. So myself and producer Dwayne have both had this beer before. Actually, at the same time, we had it together that one time. That's so cute. Uh, At that time, I gave it a 3.75 and producer Dwayne gave it a 3.5. And I believe we're both going to stick with our original ratings of myself at a 3.75 and Dwayne at a 3.5. Nice. So that should give us a 3.625 overall. Amazing. Amazing how you did that math. Didn't even need Dwayne for that. Math was was simple on that one. Amazing. More episodes. You keep having ratings and then boom. Well, I mean, at 3.5 and 3.75, I just had to do the division. It's just halfway in between, yeah. (laughs) It's very simple. So we're going to round that up to 3.75 because we do whatever the hell we want on this podcast. But also we do what you're supposed to do with math. Uh, So so we're also going to have another beer right now. All right, all right, all right. Right on. <laughs> the second beer is called Danger Zone. Welcome to the Danger Zone. There it is. I was waiting for somebody to do it. Um, as previously mentioned, this is an Imperial Farmhouse IPA. Whew. Now, we all know what the Imperial means, right? Uh, double. We're going to be getting a lot. more. More alcohol. 
So this one here is 9% ABV and 70 IBUs. That's why they call it the danger zone. Uh, so this beer is a former Canadian Brewing Award gold medal winner in 2016 in the Belgian style strong specialty ale category. Try saying that three times fast. Yeah, that's a very specialized category. Yeah. There's uh, one entry. There's a specialty. Yeah. <laughs> the entry was dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it then returned to action after a two-year hiatus and is produced with their house blend of farmhouse yeast and mounds, mounds of hops. Uh, just mounds. mounds of them. Yeah. That lead to a huge tropical fruit aroma and flavor that make this beer easy drinking, yet dangerous. Oh. Yet. Yet dangerous. Dangerous. On Untapped, Danger Zone has 741 check-ins with an average rating of 3.76 out of 5. There are 9 5 out of 5s. And the top three serving styles are bottle, draft, and taster. So not a lot of check-ins uh, for the can, even though we're having it in a can. So I'm assuming, uh, looking back at, on previous Untapped pictures, that uh, prior when they were kind of smaller and still doing the bottles, that's where most of this came out of, was Danger Zone. And this is maybe the first run of it in the canning line. Yes, I, I believe so. So that's fun. And just to speak on the can before we uh, get on here, it does look um, like two women... Um, what do they call those? Um, sh- not shadows, but like um, silhouettes. Silhouettes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, silhouettes women, on uh, the of dancing. And there is a uh, another person from in the third square looking at the silhouettes dancing, perhaps. You know, just... You uh, know what? <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah. you could kind of insinuate uh, Where we're going what this. their career is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, yeah, for let's, sure. let's think accountants. of Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Mm. We keep keep with that kind of look. And I mean, Brett said squares, but we all know the rectangles. It's, uh, it's kind of like the beginning of uh, Superbad when they're dancing in yes. Silhouette. Oh, yes. Got that That's a good, uh, good one. All right. Tyler? <laughs> so. Interesting. I was wondering what producer Dwayne was getting here. Uh, we had the following clues. Bottle Mar 2020. <laughs> and I was like, what do we mean? Bottle Mar 2020. I believe he had this in a bottle in March of 2020. With the same label. With the same label. I know. Does it mean, did you pick it up when we had our tour at Block 3? Or did you just have it from previous time and then decided to drink it that day? You know, probably because the world was entering the danger zone at that time. Yes, so it, it was, it was very appropriate. <laughs> it, that's what it was. It, March 2020. Yeah, makes sense. We it's were in out. the danger zone. Yeah. What was that? The uh, 14th of March. Um, yeah. All right. So let's grab our kids. Let's grab our glasses and let's open her up oh yeah beautiful sound synchronized there uh so this is of course an ipa so we are drinking it out of an ipa glass so make sure to use your proper glassware yeah all right what do you guys got on the pour well um it's not exactly like that hazy uh, uh ipa that you would see it's more so got that uh, brown golden color um Yes. Oh, Chris, you didn't right Yeah, a little fast. No, I'm, I'm doing good. I just got a lot ahead, so I'm waiting you for know, it to. I was going to say, because like, if, if that hits the floor, that's a danger zone right here. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, uh, a little bit more of that golden uh, honey look, I would say. Um, this is going to have some beautiful lacing. You can already tell with uh, some of the head going down. Um, I'm looking forward to this. It looks pretty pretty clear. Not, I don't really see any adjuncts in there at all. Yeah, no, I don't see them at all. And this is actually probably one of the uh, higher percentages of beers. We haven't really had something in the 9% category for a while. Yeah, it's wow. been a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, on the nose. Uh, Chris, don't put your nose all the way into that because it's like you'd be putting your nose to bed with that pillow it's of a, head. It's a little frothy. Wow. Did you guys see? hear that? Yeah. That was like that, Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Green eggs and ham, yeah. Sam. I am. Yeah, watch your, watch your. You I, I don't know. It. I don't know what to tell you. No, I, I was half listening to you. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we all, all we all know you can do this by yourself. I just mean, when you listen to it back, you'd be like, oh, that's actually pretty eloquent. No, I, I, it's not that I was ignoring you. I was just smelling the beer and, yeah. and kind of thinking. About and then what he would have said, I could have said that better myself. Yeah. So no. what do you guys get on the nose? Keep this ball rolling here. It's kind of interesting on the nose because I do get that citrus smell, uh, aroma that they talked about. But I also get the, you know, similar to the Saison that we just had, right? Where because it is, you know, essentially an IPA Saison combination. So I kind of get that as well. Yeah, getting that farmhouse yeast mixed yeah. with an, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Something that I'm kind of picking up, and you guys may disagree with me on this one, but because maybe it's that higher alcohol content, um, I'm getting kind of like a candied kind of smell to it. And I don't know if it's mm. it's because that, and maybe this fits more in like with a like a triple IPA. Uh, again, with that kind of higher alcohol, I'm I'm very curious if it comes across as just a very generic IPA, or if it fits more into that candied kind of double triple area. Yeah, no, I definitely like, getting a little candy there. And, and this is where I'm kind of going with this is because they do a lot of these Belgian style beers. Is we talk about having Belgian quads before. Yes. Right. And triples. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's kind of on the cusp. Yeah. And, and they're definitely, they're Belgian quads, Belgian triples that they create because they create those beers at block three. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely get that, that candy, but also get that booziness. You can almost smell the booziness yeah. from the glass. So right? I'm just, I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm thinking out loud that maybe this is um, one of those transitionals. Yes. Right. In between yeah. uh, yep. the IPA, standard IPA, a double or more like a triple or quad. It's a, hybrid, it's a hybrid. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I'm a big fan of hybrids, so love a good hybrid. All right, so uh, shall we start drinking this? Perhaps. Yes. Okay. We good. Shall. Good. Definitely uh, boozy with bitterness is probably a, a good word to describe this one. Good words, I should say, because I use three words. <laughs> yes, it is definitely boozy. That that really comes through, but also the bitterness comes through quite a bit, and like. You know, I think the farmhouse piece of it that's coming through is like that earthiness yeah. and like straw. Yep. Um, yep that's coming through quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of developing a little bit. I got a little bit more of citrus um, at the beginning, but like not overpowering citrus. Like it was there. And then like that subdued pretty quickly to like this different, more earthy tone um, finish. Mm-hmm. It's a tale of two beers almost. I would say yeah. Like it's like a, th- there's a, a different big... story in the beginning and a different story at the end. Yeah, yeah. like that—that's how I see it at least. And yeah, I'm not getting as much citrus. Um, in my first few sips. Uh, I I wish I was getting more because uh, I'll be honest, it's a little bit overpowering on the bitterness, and I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. that citrus would mellow it out. And that's but, the mounds of hops that are coming through there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm, I'm saying is like that citrus. It's not there long. Like it's it's mm-hmm. there and it's out. Like right off the a beginning. quick in and out, if you will. Like right off the beginning, it's 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 subtle, like, but it's it's so quick that I I do wish that kind of went a little bit longer. Be- yeah, before totally. that that bitterness kind of took over and more of that earthy kind of aftertaste just is hanging around. And are you getting the alcohol content at the back end as well? Uh, I will once I'm done it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the, the very back end, <laughs> when this baby backs up on me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we'll be entered into that danger zone. Um, no, you know, it, it does a pretty good job. But again, I, I feel like there is that alcohol that's there and it is getting itself kind of like, hey, look at me and then maybe try it with a triple. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I feel yeah. like this is setting the stage. <laughs> I keep looking over at those silhouettes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're and you're moving yourself up to the front row or what? Well, I'm just saying it's, it's, <laughs> it's setting the stage and, you know, it's climbing the pole. So I, it's, it's, it's definitely getting there. Oh, goodness. So you're saying that this is a beer that, like, is almost like the tipping point. Like, if you once you finish, you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm in that danger zone now. I'm going to either go up and have a like a Belgian quad from them or like, you know, maybe I go back to like the Hellas lager or the Yarmir lager or maybe another King Street season. For sure. Yeah. If the tip counts, then definitely that's where this is at. <laughs> okay. All right. So our top no, five yeah. flavor profiles. I'll take this one. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, do, oh, do you want to do them all by yourself or... No, well, do you want me to? Or no, 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 no. 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 Actually, you know what? You, you, I, you can do it by I yourself. I think producer Dwayne should do it all by himself. <laughs> no. 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 He is, to, he is saying that there's a tight bubble formation in the head. Yes, yes. Right? that is true. And I, I am getting a lacing as we go. Yes. But go ahead, let's okay. get to the five flavors. Number one, hoppy. Yes. Uh, I mean, more bitter. I would yeah, replace this with bitter. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, bitter is not in the top five. But oh, come on. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> Those are the top five. But it's okay. Yes, it's not in there. Uh, number two, smooth. There is a smoothness to it. Um, but again, I wouldn't probably put this in the top five, but no, there, is, there is some smoothness to it. Okay. Uh, number three, strong. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I don't think I'm having for, another, another one of these. This for is what it a, is. Yeah. It is, is definitely this a This is a good, uh, a finisher, very, if you will. Very bold. Um, number four, boozy. Yes. Yep. 
Yes. For sure. I think we can all agree on that one. And number five, this is a weird one that I don't understand, but it's in here anyway. Sour. Yeah, definitely not sour. Yeah. I, I want I just wonder like you know, you mentioned they had a two-year hiatus. I wonder when they first brewed it, whether it was more sour. And yeah. then since then, they've kind of not made it sour. I can tell you one thing. This is not going to be in like my top 86 flavor profiles. <laughs> yeah, saying I, right I, I'm wondering if there's some confusion with sour with the the boozy. And Maybe. Kind of like a candy-dish aspect yeah. of it. And that's what people are getting yeah. confused Producer Dwayne saying earthy, citrus, mouthfeel. What do you think about the mouthfeel? Like a nice soft mouthfeel in this one? Yeah, 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 it does. So. Uh, but yeah, the biggest one I think I would change would be bitter. I would definitely throw mm-hmm. that in probably yeah, as number I one. Agree. Bitter, yeah, I'd throw citrus in there in the top five um, for sure. I'd even do candied. I, 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 that's why I feel like I'm getting, but yep. doesn't okay. mean you guys have to either. Yep. Um, thoughts from untapped users. Spread. Yes. Take the first I one. I got the first one. So this one's from Dave H, and his handle is Diff. On December 21st, <laughs> said, uh, this is a as dangerous as big Belgian IPAs come. Complex, but smooth, and a beautifully dry finish. Really solid. And he gave this one a 4.25 out of 5. And also gained the birthday brew level 6 on Untap for checking this beer in. So um, happy belated birthday there, Dave. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this one, just like we are right now. There you go. Now we know Dave's birthday. And he yeah. did enjoy it. You have to say, I hope you enjoyed it. You give it a 4.25. Yeah, that's, that's true. You did enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't wrong. All right, so the next one is from Sean. Uh, Slaycock9 <laughs> is Sean's handle. Yep, danger zone. Uh, yeah, he's in the danger zone, all right. Uh, also on December 21st, a uh, big day for the, the danger zone beer. Uh, he said, Belgian brews aren't necessarily my jam, but this one packs a punch. Definitely would be better in a flight if you have a plan for the evening. LOL. In capitals, uh, and Sean gave it a four out of five. Hey, I just I I read the thing and I just copy it in. Yeah, we can't it, it, we can't control their usernames. Right? I, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, Sean, so, Sean's just that's his name. So, so I'm gonna start this one off. Um, Please do for our ratings. I've never had a farmhouse IPA, uh, so this is something new what for about me. Imperial farmhouse IPA. Uh, no. Okay. No. Um, so. I'm going to give it a 2.75. Okay. For some reason, I thought you were going to stop there and be like, yeah, I'm just going to give it 2.7. Like, we don't do that. That's not us. That's a different, that's we a, don't have premium. That's, good. that's different. But no, I mean, we probably should figure that out. Yeah. Right. But uh, anyway, my rating, um, I am going to give this one a 3.5. I just think the bitterness on the... Uh, back end is just a little too overpowering. If it was toned down, maybe you had that between 40 and 50 IBUs, maybe you might uh, get a little bit higher for me. Yeah, so for myself, I'm going to give it a, a three. And producer Dwayne is going to give it a three, uh, which was actually changed from a 3.5, um, which, again, serving style matters sometimes, was in a bottle. Also possibly a different recipe, right? Yep. Maybe. Uh, this beer pretty fresh, so it was canned on uh, what is it, December the fourteenth? Yeah, yeah. So no, it's, it's, it's a fresh beer yeah. for sure. So overall, that's giving us a three point zero six two five, which of course we will round down to a three even. Okay. That concludes the review of Block Three Three and the beers provided for today's episode. <laughs> was that tough for you to do because we just gave it a three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll uh, give it a three from Block Three. <laughs> yeah, you know, just the threes. There you go. There you um, go. All right, up next, we're going to discuss our favorite athletes, past and present. Okay, so I figured this would be fitting. With the name of one of Block 3 beers being named the Yarmir Lager. Check Pilsner, by the way. Uh, after <laughs> Yarmir course. Lager. Yeah. <laughs> Yarmir Lager. That's good. Right? Uh, he was a fan favorite not only of the Penguins in the early 90s, but just hockey fans in general. Right, you know, with the big mullet and everything like that. And he played for like what twenty five years. He's or still something playing like that? in a Czech league he's right still now. For playing Chelsea. Chelsea. He's still scoring goals. He, I think he's on the like going to be on the Czech like world team for when they do the world championship. He's like, almost fifty too. He, he I think is, he is fifty. He is fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Him and there was somebody else in a picture I just saw the other day. Uh, let's see if we producer's can, on uh, it. Uh, producer uh, is definitely uh, on it. You just keep clicking yeah. like wait till you see <laughs> like, it. He's like, oh, I didn't want to see this. Thomas anyway. Clinic. Yes, yeah, yes. That's was, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about our favorite athletes, both past, so when we were kids, and present. 
So we're going to go with the core four. So what, does it have to be Do we kids? have to be when we were kids? <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's a past yesterday, present today. Like, no, no. <laughs> can it just be like, it, yeah, if they're retired? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah. No, I mean, no yeah, I guess one, one of mine technically is still playing, so I get your point. No yeah. actively playing. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go with the core four sports. So MLB, NHL, NBA, and NFL. And then the other categories. So it can be from any sport. So it could be golf, crokino, darts, you know, whatever you like. Okay. <laughs> Curling. Shuffleboard. Curling. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, knew <That's>, it. <laughs> I knew it. That's anyway. funny you say that. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start with baseball because I think baseball is kind of the, f- the sport that we get the most and played the most. Uh, past, uh, Carlos Delgado. So you're going to start? Yes, I'm going to start because, okay. you know, it's my topic, so I'm going to start. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I actually watched the video a couple weeks ago of, go of him hitting four dingers in one game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I've hit three, but not four. Dang it. Uh, present uh, Alec Somehow Mc- I knew you'd swing this <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you're not your past in present <laughs> <laughs> Well I played in the MLB yeah, then sure you, know, <laughs> you might be listed as your other I suppose <laughs> <laughs> Anyway a Present uh, Alec Manoa Just because you don't see a 6 foot 6 280 pound guy On a mound every day yeah, right? And he's just a freaking tank Yeah, That is all uh, producer. So you like him because he's big. Yeah, and I'm big. So it makes sense. <laughs> Doesn't have to be good. Just has to be big. <laughs> <laughs> so producer Dwayne uh, passed Roy Halladay. Like we can all agree on that. Quite literally passed. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh God. Uh, present day Shohei Otani. Uh, I think it's because uh, producer Dwayne is a also pitcher slash uh, hitter. So like it just makes sense, right? Mm, right. Just makes sense to me. Uh, Chris, yourself. Yeah. So uh, passed. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Albert Pujols, uh, who is just passed, um, and uh, and A Rod. It's a tie uh, with them. I I really liked Alex Rodriguez. That is so unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you more now. <laughs> <laughs> and present is uh, I'm going to go with Vladdy, Vlad Junior. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> Tyler. Uh, so pass. This will probably be a shock for everybody. Um, Jose Cruz. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jose Cruz Junior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Joe Carter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be, yeah. Obviously, I mean, I've met him, you know, I was friends with his son for a bit, whatever, not a big deal. Uh, but, uh, jumping Joe and, uh, present, I'm also going to go with Vladdy. Um, I think just it, the way that he's played defense, uh, last year, solid defense yep. and the hitting tools are there. So, absolutely, and he's got a great personality, but we'll see how that looks this year when nobody else exists, uh, you know, from it, from his friend. I group. don't think we'll be seeing any home run jackets this year. Yeah. Anyway, uh, NHL, um, not a he, obviously not a Leafs fan, but I was a big fan of Cujo Curtis Joseph just because I thought at the time he had the coolest masks. Yeah, in the oh, NHL, yeah. he did have good masks. Right? You should start wearing a mask. I should. I should. <laughs> a goalie mask to, <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna crap your That would be pretty sick. And present, this is definitely a hot take, but uh, Brad Marchant, because a, I'm a Bruins fan, and b, he's a guy that if he was on like another team, you would hate, but you love to have him on your team. Just me. So, uh, and also the hated, most hated person on the podcast. So I figured I'd go with the most hated NHLer. But we're just, really glad you're on our team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. We are. He yeah. said yeah. that with <laughs> the a lot utmost, of conviction. Utmost conviction. Yes. Yeah. Uh, producer Dwayne passed Pavel Bure. Oh, that's a good All one. Right. Not bad. Not bad. Yes. Uh, present Alex Ovechkin. Big fan of goals being scored. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Yes. Producer Dwayne likes to score goals. Who doesn't? Right, Chris. Uh, so I'm my past for the NHL is Alex McGilney. Um, okay, I, solid choice. I loved him when he came to the Leafs. That was awesome. That was past his prime, right? Well, yes, unfortunately <laughs> it was. Uh, and then uh, present, I'm going to go with Austin Matthews. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait till he becomes an Arizona Coyote next year. It's going to be awesome. I don't think, <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody wants happening. to go to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people don't even watch the games anyway. There's not uh, a huge draw. No. Um, all right. So I feel like Chris and I are fairly similar, which is <laughs> scary, but... It is what it is. Um, past, I'm going to go with who I always mimicked as a kid when we played like mini sticks, Felix Potvin. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was a huge Felix Potvin fan. I don't, I don't know. If I was ever going to play like goalie, uh, that, that'd be who I'd want to You collect like his McDonald's mask. Like you yeah. The McDonald's <laughs> mask, the cards, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then present, I think uh, Austin Matthews is just, he's just, he's pretty dirty. Um, I was going to say Mitch Marner because I feel like I, he, he's a little bit smaller and he's still out there doing great right. things. Um, but his contract is a bit silly. But, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. NBA. All right. Uh, Pass. I feel as though this might be a lot of us. Um, it's me and producer Dwayne. Uh, 
Uh, Vince Carter. Yeah. All right. He was the person. I'll just go now. I'm also in the Vince yeah. Carter trade. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not. Oh, wow. Yeah. Vince definitely, Carter. He's definitely going to be like, you know, Rafael Arujo or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But, right. uh, <laughs> it's actually a non Raptor. Oh, there you go. Jose Colorado. He's still <laughs> <Yeah. playing. laughs> but Vince Carter literally set basketball on fire in Canada. Yeah. Um, you know, it's too bad that Tracy McGrady left in 2001, but uh, they could have had a championship long before that. And not, right. just, not just in Canada, though. Like, yeah. this is the thing is, it's, it's hard to play in. In, in Toronto for baseball and, and basketball yeah. and to garner like the respect of a league that's primarily outside of this yeah. country. And Vince Carter did that, right? Like he, he transcended just the countries. Yeah, exactly. Right. It would have been cool for him to come. I know they're looking at bringing him back when the Raptors won in 2019. It would have been cool if that would have happened. But anyway, uh, present wise, Luka Doncic, because you just have absolutely no idea He's what he so is going to do He's on so any good. given night. And his interviews are just sweet. You know, you ever get him after a 50 point game? Oh, just, you know, ball. Beer. We're good to go. <laughs> ball? That, that's, that was Hito Turkoglu. I know. Well, you watched this one a couple weeks ago. I was like, yeah, just need the ball. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Give me the ball. I'll score. Fair enough. Uh, and uh, producer uh, Gemma Rant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean. Did she just dunk there? Yeah. Uh, I guess it was sick. a couple weeks ago now, yeah. right? Like, so. Yeah, he is crazy dunk. He literally tore the Raptors up a couple weeks ago with like 18 assists. Didn't even score. He's like, oh, I'll dish it out all night. Yeah, I like that. Well, Dwayne's telling us to hurry up a little bit. So uh, my NBA past is uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh also RIP. Um, and then my current is Nikola Jokic. Um, he's so good. Yeah. Speaking of addition <laughs> from a center position. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, I, I feel like me being last, I'm almost at a disadvantage, but I'm going with Luke as well. Nice. Uh, I recently saw him on uh, dude. Perfect. And <laughs> I don't know if you've seen him on there. Yeah. It, it was, he, he did a great uh, segment with them. And then he showed up in like their cowboy boots before one of the games. So like everything kind of came together because he's just, he seems so chill. Like he yeah. seems like an actually Absolutely. genuinely yeah. nice guy too. Yep. I like that. Uh, NFL wise, uh, this guy technically still playing, but not really playing Somebody, good. Somebody's breaking the rules out here. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was going to go with Tom Brady because Patriots fan. And obviously, you know, he did lead the Patriots to a few Super Bowls. Um, present day, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not a huge, uh, you know, <laughs> Bruce Dwayne, give me the old middle finger. But I mean, <laughs> if, you look, if you look at his picks, I mean, come on, let's be serious here. Uh, number one pick. Uh, anyway, oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he's definitely, again, same with Luka Doncic. You just don't know what you're going to get on every night, right? Patrick Mahomes could throw 500 yards on any night. Yeah. Serious. Uh, producer. Uh, you know, number one pick, big Chicago Bears fan. I have no idea why. Uh, Brian Urlacher. I mean, yeah. he, was, he was pretty uh. sick back in the day. I think he was on a cover of Madden something at yeah. like 05 or 06 or 07 yeah, or something like that. A, it's a team for me. He was yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, present day, Khalil Mack. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, Chris? <laughs> Even though Mack doesn't play for the Bears anymore. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. All right. So uh, my past is uh, Adrian Peterson. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne loves that because they're in the same division. Yeah. Uh, and my uh, present is uh, Justin Herbert, even though uh, his team is now out of the playoffs this year. All right. So my NFL past, this is going to be a little bit of cop. It's like a flavor profile. Uh, <laughs> Bo Jackson. Um, solid two sport athlete. Just because he played baseball too. But that's the thing is like, <laughs> and he excelled at both. It's yeah. not like he was just mediocre. At yeah. Both. Look at Michael Jordan, right? Like you could only play one sport. Yeah. Well, Deion Sanders. Same with Deion Sanders. Sanders. Wasn't really yeah. good at baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, still pretty good. I yeah, mean, yeah, with the sure. Braves, he, 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 he was a good pinch runner. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Yeah. But I mean, Bo Jackson could could literally yeah, play he, his position, yeah, yeah. hit yeah. the ball really hard, yep. and, and and played really well in in the NFL. Uh, present, I'm going to go with Tom Brady because of just historic um the guy has has done wonders for the sport and i'd say probably one of the best if not the best uh quarterback uh otherwise so we're obviously digging into the other category uh i'm both sticking with golf past uh mike weir i mean obviously he's still golfing on the champions tour do you want me to put a, a bleep in this next one just so your wife doesn't hear no, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. She has no idea who she is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good thing there's not internet. <laughs> but anyway, watching Mike Weir win the old three masters uh, was pretty sick. I remember yeah, that watching awesome. that all day long. I was like 11 at the time, and it was pretty sweet. Present day, uh, Brooke Henderson. I mean, A, winning a couple of uh, girls majors. B, Girls, women's, <laughs> women's, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no. cancel me now. Uh, <laughs> oh no! But uh, and you know she's you know decent. 
<laughs> producer wise. Producer, don't yeah, yeah. Bother's on Chris. You got yeah, producer. That's yeah. fine. Uh, he's a big UFC guy. So obviously, George St. Pierre, um, again, transcended UFC pretty much in Canada. And present time, Sean O'Malley. Loves his Irish too. Interesting. Chris. Uh, so I didn't do past or present for my others. I just picked two people that I like. Um, two randoms. Uh, so, I, and they're both technically past. Um, so anyways, uh, George St. Pierre also, uh, I, I, it was awesome when he was at the height of his powers. Um, and then technically, I guess this isn't past because he's still playing, but Tiger Woods, um, there was nothing like uh, Tiger dominating a major. You should just say Charlie. Just pick up the next generation. Hey, you see them at the Father Center. I that, know. Yeah, that's yeah, sweet. He's year good. after year, not, yeah. not, not Brad at all. Uh, other, so this is funny because in your uh, preamble before we got into this, uh, you mentioned darts. And uh, so my other is going to be Michael Van Gerven. The uh, Dutchman. Uh, Lots of 180s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a nice six-start set the other day, uh, which was great, you know, in the championship. So. I, uh, I love, sorry, sorry, sidebar a little bit, but I love how darts, like, there's such a big crowd, and it's such oh, yeah. a small board. Like, they can't see anything oh, yeah. that's happening, but, but they're going crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, a big drunk fest. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Chris, I, I know that your wife still listens to the podcast, so I'll do this one for her. Footnote. Uh, and then go on. Uh, that's that's from you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Van Gerven uh, is my boy. And then uh, present is, is tough. I'm gonna go with Rachel Holman. I'm gonna go with the curling yeah. route. Um, I think she's just often misunderstood uh, because she doesn't show a lot of like personality when she's um, on the ice. No, she does. It's just um, <laughs> like it just, she's rude. She's got r- resting <laughs> beef face. Yes. And, um, but Sometimes is, you need that in curling. Okay? I think she's just hyper competitive, and and I respect that because you're out there, you got a job to do, right? So, um, and I mean, again, she's had a couple kids, and she's been able to be at the top of her sport, and sometimes that is very difficult to do. Yeah. Except at the Olympics. Ooh. <laughs> Cancel Chris too, Tyler. <laughs> told you. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. We'll be right back with our goodbyes. Um, by the sounds of it, it's just going to be me and producer Dwayne. All right, all right, all right. See, I did that twice. Right on, right on. There you go. Uh, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as the Craft Beer Connoisseurs release a new episode. And on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite athlete, past or present. There you go. So from all of us and producer Dwayne, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. (laughs) And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.